What's up, people? I'm here with uh, Brando MMA Roasted Podcast. I got my buddy Chris Camozzi. I'm watching your fight right now with Emiliano Sordi, actually. I'm actually watching it right now <laughs> as we speak. Holy shit, man. I mean, you might be the toughest person in the history of the world. Uh, <laughs> that first round, he, he had that rear naked locked. I mean, they said you were going out, and you were just like, no, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't close. I've been working a bunch of defending submissions. I guess I got to work on, like, just not getting in them actually would probably be better. <laughs> I mean, was it? I mean, because they were like, uh, I think it was Kenny who said, oh, this fight's over. This fight's it's done. And no. And then you came back and beat the shit out of him in the second round. Uh, yeah. Almost won the third. I, I mean, it was a very, very close fight. Yeah, it was a wild one, man. I think it was like a slip and slide in there, too. I don't know if you could tell, like, just falling all over the place and – it was crazy. It was, uh, it was a good one, though. That was a great fight. Your last fight was good, too, against uh, Corey Hendricks, uh, who's a tough, tough dude. I mean, do you think that, that like, went perfect for you? Is that how exactly you thought the fight was going to go? Uh, it was actually a lot like I thought it would go. I wouldn't say perfect because perfectly I would have finished him in the first round and not had to fight three rounds. But um, it's pretty crazy. Like, all the positions that we ended up in um, on the ground was everything that I trained for. Literally in the back, warming up. I wish I had video warming up in the back. It was the same thing. Like, he took my back, how I got out, how I reversed it. We had been rehearsing that stuff because we knew that he's good at taking the back. Um, we knew his ground was pretty good. And then striking-wise, um, I would say it went exactly to plan. It was a um, perfect case scenario. Literally, I wish I had all the training videos because everything that we trained happened. Yeah, no, Corey's good. I, I've watched Corey fight a bunch. I've been following him forever. He's a tough, tough dude, underrated guy. I mean, you won. I don't understand how you didn't make the playoffs because, like, you beat Corey. Uh, you pretty much beat Sorry. I mean, the Sorty fight was amazing. And the fight before that, you, you won. I mean, you beat a guy, a really good guy that people didn't think you were going to beat, uh, Cesar Ferreira. Like, why did you not make the playoffs? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, man. The point system – I, I think what PFL is doing is really cool and it's unique, and I, I love the idea of it. I think that they got to tweak the point system a little bit because I beat Cesar Ferreira, Corey Hendricks beat, um, I forget his name, the Norwegian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hamill or something, right? We beat both of those guys in the – something like that. We beat yeah. both of those guys in the same night, and they both moved on to fight each other in the playoffs, and Corey and I fought each other in the undercard outside of the playoffs. So it's a little weird. It was like two guys got hyped to fight each other in the playoffs that both just lost their pro their um, previous fight. Did you bang someone's girlfriend or something? Did, was it like did you hook up with like one of the matchmakers' wife? <laughs> I know that back in the day you were kind of a uh, you know you were you know, just <laughs> I do I do all right for myself. We got, a, we got Dustin Jacoby here, too. We're heading up pheasant hunting right now. Dustin, how is it going, man? Congrats on your freaking three-fight winning streak, murdering everybody. Four-fight winning streak. Yeah, four-fight. Fight. Well, it's like eight-fight, but in the, in the back of the UFC, 4-0-1. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. You're just, Appreciate uh, you, bro. Dude, you're murdering people. That last guy was like a – that guy was like the Terminator. He just kept going forward. He just kept punching him, punching him, punching him. <laughs> he, he was tough, man. He said the first jab I threw busted out his two front teeth. Oh my so God. imagine imagine fighting for, you know, 10, 12, 15 more minutes, whatever it is, with your teeth jacked up. Dude, nobody wants any piece of you, man. You finally learned how to wrestle. And uh, now you're tell me that. I know, man. It's, it's been, I've been through it to get to it. That's what I tell everybody. I've been through it to get to it. And, you know, experience is everything when you can 
you know, add the skill and, and uh, everything else that goes in there as well. So we got Bill Dawes, by the way, very funny comic. He's with us. Um, I'm talking to Chris Camozzi and Dustin Jacoby. They're, they're going on a hunting trip. Like these okay. guys aren't, they're not manly enough. That they fucking <laughs> beat people up in the octagon. They, they, these guys are glory kickboxing champion. What are, you hunting, what are you hunting for, though? I mean, that's, that, that's telling. Are you going for elk or what are you going for? Right now we're going pheasant hunting. See, we got this guy right here to find him. Dang. Oh, nice. <laughs> you get the birds, right? Yeah. What do you do with the pheasant? Do you actually eat it or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You got, if you kill it, you got to eat it. What does it taste like? Pheasant. <laughs> chicken. It's always chicken. Pheasant is not that great. It has to be cooked right. You know, pheasant stew is good. You can make some jalapeno poppers, <laughs> throw them on the Traeger, wrap them in bacon. Uh, but if it's not cooked right, it's, it's not good, man. You got to really marinate it. It's kind of gamey. But they're they're fun to shoot. We do. We clean them. And we eat them. We eat everything we kill. So okay. yeah, come out here. You yeah. come out here. We'll take you. We'll Dick Cheney you. <laughs> Wait, where are you right now? Are you in Texas? Uh, we're heading to Kansas. Are you in Kansas? Yeah. We're heading to Kansas. We're driving from Colorado, Kansas. You ever hunt with Joe Rogan? That must be a dream. Come on. Nah, I, we would love to. <laughs> Wait, no, he knows all the people. Wait, there are no pheasants in Colorado. You got to go to Kansas to get them. No, there are. It's just not as good. It's better in Kansas. It's only a couple hours away, so. Jesus. Now, by the way, Chris Camozzi's girlfriend, he, he, he like comes to my show with this girlfriend, and, and she's, smo she's a smoke show. Like, I got to, like, not look at her. One of those girls that, like, I avoid eye contact. Because she's like, because you look at her, you're like, holy shit, that's the fuck. Like, just girls. But then you're like, like, you have to, like, just act, like, cool, you know? So I add her on Instagram. She's got, like, a million followers. This chick is like doing like squats every day. Like her tits are out. Most gorgeous <laughs> fucking chick I've ever seen in my life. Uh, normally, when you date a girl like that, you lose fights. This you, you're actually <laughs> winning fights. Like how is this? How are you winning fights while dating that girl, Chris? What's going on? We work out all the time. Keep yeah. the cardio up. Dude, there's a video of him punching her her butt cheeks. He's doing the speed bag with her ass. Chief. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, it's a great video. You got to look it up. <laughs> now, how did you get this girl? Uh, I don't know. I mean, your personality is terrible. I mean, don't think I mean, you're a good-looking guy. You have, like, good blue eyes. You're a fighter. But I don't see you as, like, a guy who's, like, uh, who, like, hits on girls a lot. Like, Adam, I got to tell you, a fighter with blue eyes, that's everything. It's like Ortega, too, right? He gets all the hot girls. <laughs> dude, dude, I'll, tell you, dude, I'll tell you exactly what happened. You'll actually like the story. It's kind of funny. I was – I saw, like, a, one of my friends sent me, like, a story of her on Instagram. And – I'm, I'm like retarded when it comes to technology. So I write back like, oh my God, that girl's fucking amazing, blah, 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 blah. But I sent it to her instead of my buddy. I didn't mean to like reply to her story. Uh -huh. but well done. I, yeah. Well, I followed up and I was like, sorry, that wasn't for you before she even responded. So then she was like, well, wait, like, who is it for? And I was like, oh, it's nothing. I was just talking to a buddy. I wasn't meaning to talk to you. So I guess that worked. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> trick, man. We got to remember that. Wait, so then she Yeah, I have my accident, but I guess it's a pretty good move. <laughs> but then she says to you, well, you're cute or something, or, or like, what do you do? Or like, I mean, how does that go from there to, to you getting a date with her? Yeah, I mean, she was like, well, who are you, who are you meaning to talk to? And uh, I was like, well, to be honest, since you're calling me out, I was talking about you, but I didn't mean to send it to you. Um, and then we just kind of started talking from there. And, um, yeah, and then the rest is history. Oh, you got to see this girl. What's her name again, this girl? Uh, Whitney Johns. Whitney Johns. Bill, it's like, it shouldn't even be legal. This girl, you're looking you're like this. <laughs> I'm not going to look her up on Instagram right now. Uh, this is bullshit. This is, and <laughs> meanwhile, the girl, Chris used to work at a strip club. He was a bouncer, right? And, like, I think his ex was, like, a dancer. So I was like, yo, oh, this is the guy. You? And I met her before. And I, was, and I thought that was the ex. So I, when I met him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think oh, I met no. her. And then Chris is looking at me like, no, it's the other girl. It's the other. And then I was just like, oh, no, great. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah you're, like, rain oh, you're not the stripper? You're not the stripper? Huh? Yeah. I know. He was like, it's good to see you again. And she was like, nice to meet you. He's like, no, we met. I was like behind him like. <laughs> 
it was bad, dude. It was, it was so bad. Uh, but no, man, it was, it was cool. I, I, she's very, you know what though? She's one of these girls that like, when she goes out in public, doesn't look like, uh, she's not, cause I used to date a girl that would wear like see-through everything and a thong and her fucking tits are out. And I get in like six fights a night cause guys would be like, hey, and I'd be like, hey, watch, she's with me. And it was like, no, but she, this girl's cool. Like she doesn't, you know, like she doesn't wear the most provocative stuff. I mean, she, on Instagram, it's a whole different story, but in, yeah. public, in, in public, she's, she, you know, it's very presentable. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to date a girl that dresses like a hooker all the time, but <laughs> not all the time. Got it. Got it. How got much it. does she make on Instagram per month? Come on. Ballpark. What does she make on Instagram <laughs> per month with all those followers? Come on. I don't, I don't know, but she does well. <laughs> she has her own fit, like fitness program though, too. Okay. Yeah. Like she has her own app for, yeah. for uh, like a nutrition app, so she does all my like oh. diet stuff and oh. workouts. Did she do your? Yeah. Did she do your diet? She your nutritionist? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's like you gotta eat pussy all day long. And, uh, <laughs> so. I'm okay with it. <laughs> of course. Omega threes. Um, now, now, Chris. By the way, so if you haven't seen Chris's last fights, he's been on a tear. Uh, he's been he's on a he won three out of four fights. Now, Chael Sonnen, I thought kind of, I know you had Chael the boys. He said that you, during your fight, he's like, you know, I love Chris. We're all there. He's really overperforming right now. And I'm like, that's a little, that's bullshit. Like, did you take that personally that you were overperforming? No, no. He, uh, but I, I was interested to hear his commentary when he told me he was commentating. Because I got lived with him for a minute. Uh, we trained a bunch together. And so I was interested to hear his commentary. Because, you know, when you're a commentator, you got to be, like, unbiased. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, this is my buddy. Everything he does is great. Um, so we were joking about it, laughing about it after. And, uh, no, it's great. I think he's one of the best commentators, actually. Oh, uh, no, totally. Totally. Um, now, what does that mean, overperforming, by the way? What does that mean, overperforming? I don't actually you- know. He said he was fighting the best he's ever fought. Like, or a top. Oh top the top like better than he's ever performed right but um you know i also think that sometimes chris you get into these crazy brawls that you don't necessarily have to do which i love watching but am i right sometimes you could be a little smarter dustin am i right <laughs> say it again sorry i was in the zone sometimes uh, we get into brawls and we can be a little smarter about it yeah man it's the fighter inside for me anyway when i get into a brawl or somebody gets me you know, hits me good. We start going. It's the fighter inside me that gets going in it. And you got to be able to control that because Michael Chandler, his ego cost him that fight with Gaethje. You know, he got in that fire fight. He put his hand hit me, you know. Well, dude, you can't be the guy getting punched in the face and expect to win. Or you don't want to be the guy eating those punches either, man. That does damage. I tell you what, man, I'm shampooing my hair in the shower. You know, here we are a week later. Uh, a week and a half later, I still feel the knots in my head for my fight the 6th of November, so wow. you got to be careful in there, man. Now, Dustin, yeah, it's – I mean – Yeah. Go ahead. Now, go, now Dustin, go ahead. are you uh, Usman's striking coach too? Say it again. Are you Usman's striking coach, Usman? Kakar? Usman? Yeah. What, what about Usman? Are you his striking coach? No, no, I'm not Usman's striking coach. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he takes notes when he watches me fight, though. He gets that jab going. Yeah, oh, got it, got it. You guys don't train with him over in Colorado? No, we don't train with him. He's at a different gym at, uh, uh, with Gaethje at, uh, what at is Elevation. it? Elevation. Elevation. I go over there and spar sometimes, but not with him. Who do you spar with over there? Uh, his brother sometimes, uh, Mohammed Usman, um, Grant Neal, a bunch of those guys. It's always different. There's always guys in and out of town. Yeah. Now, your brother, by the way, came to my show, too. And yeah. I, I was giving him such a hard time. His brother's an awesome guy. Also has a beautiful wife. Um, and his wife's a fighter, right? Yeah, so she, uh, she fights professionally, too. Um, now he's going to be a cop? Yeah, so he's almost done with the police academy here in Denver. So after all those jokes, you better watch your back next time you come back. <laughs> I can't believe that there's going to be a cop in your family. Uh, I, so my dad was a cop. Really? Yeah, my dad was an Oakland cop, and then transferred out here to denver wow dude he's such a badass by the way he he told me back in the day 
if he got cut by the UFC, he was going to fight every week in a different promotion. Didn't matter, didn't matter who. He was just going to – every single week this guy wanted to fight. Like, he's, like, he was born in the wrong era. He should have been like a caveman or a fucking – A gladiator. Dude, he's such a, he's such a badass. That's the thing. When, even, when, like, <laughs> even when you fought Sword Eye, I was like, this is his fight. Like, you're one of those dudes that, like, like you said, sometimes you shouldn't get in the brawls, but I feel like you're one of the toughest guys ever that you're going to win most of the brawls, if not all of them. Hope so. That's. I mean, that's always the plan. It doesn't always go. It doesn't always work out. But Dude. you know, I feel like getting called durable is not always like the best thing. <laughs> you know, it's not. I feel like it's like a backhanded compliment because being durable means people have seen you get your ass beat and like not die. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know if that's like a great thing or not. I feel you. Is it hard to control the fighter in you when you're out in the real world and, like, people look at your girl or anything like that? Does it ever come up or are you, like, totally chill? Um, it's not too hard unless it's, like – No, he's a psycho. No, he's a psycho. He, you told me that at one point four guys punch you in the face at bars. Like, they, 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 they go up to the hill, they go, let's take a picture, and they square off, and, like, at least four guys punched you. Am I right? I don't think that was me. No, you told me that you told me you got like guys who punch you all the time, uh, and you get in all these fights. Oh yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but like it, it used to. There was like all my friends had a joke like years and years ago that I would get like cold clocked by people at bars like out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> I think it, I think it's just because I'm like I always look like I'm having fun, I'm happy, but I'm like big, so people think that I'm like because I'm smiling and laughing that I'll probably be like pussy. I don't know. It. I've been sucker punched a lot for no uh, reason at all. Like, never say. That's crazy. Who the fuck but is punch him? Uh, I'm an adult uh, now. Uh, well, listen, Chris, it's an honor to have you. Have fun pheasant hunting. I love you, man. You're the best. Yeah, thanks for having us. Here, we're going to kill some shit. Anytime. Yeah. Take care, Doc. All right, see you, brother. Nice to see you, man. Good chat. Thank you. All right. Uh, who the fuck would sucker punch that guy? I can't believe it. How big is he? How tall is he? He's like 6'1", and he's fucking like 205. Oh, so and he fights light heavyweight. He, yeah, 185 and also 205. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Came, maybe, his name? maybe he's wearing a Confederate flag t-shirt when he gets sucker punched. Maybe more <laughs> oh. to the story. Oh, man. How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, man. I'm here in New York. I'm sorry I'm late. It's all good, man. You doing that uh, TV show still? Yeah, sitting on the hill. That's They're crazy. killing me off. They're killing me off. You've been like eight episodes. No, no. I thought it was going to be maybe like five or six, but it's just, I think it's like maybe four. Well, we're here with a guy, uh, Grant Dawson. This kid, what is it? 15 and, and, and one? 16? 17. 17 and one. Uh, his last fight, he scared the shit out of me. Uh, he, he, he was he he fought uh who did he fight what's his name again? Uh Ricky Glenn. Ricky Glenn, very durable, tough guy. Uh yeah. and I knew it. I, I was like, you know, this guy's one of those dudes that's always in the fight. And Grant beat him the first two rounds, pretty easy. And then what you got bored, so you said let him he put him in a let him put me in a guillotine. Is that what happened? You were just like, you know what, this is too easy. I'm gonna uh, like play positions and stuff and put myself in bad situations. Is that what happened? No, man, uh what happened was in the third round, I just kept thinking to myself, I'm clearly up to as long as I don't get knocked out, I'm going to win this fight. Um, I started shooting on him and I started like trying to get him down again. And I, I couldn't get him down. He, he almost caught me really clean with a knee. And I was like, man, I, just, I can't afford to eat one of those again. And I have this thing where, where I do, I shoot a single leg and, and they sprawl and I sit to my hip and I limp arm out to take the back. And uh, he caught my foot as I was trying to do it. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to chill in this position for a second. Don't do anything crazy. And I look over and I see there's like, you know, two minutes left. I was like, well, I've already lost this round. If, I, if we get up, he's just going to try to throw flying knees at me. And, and he's got a better shot of knocking me out than he does of submitting me. So I stayed on my back. It was a bad, it was a bad choice. Um, it was something that I don't preach doing. It's something that I completely regret doing, but it was what I thought was best at the moment. And I'm going to have to live with that. And, uh, I don't think that it was a 10-8 round, in my opinion, uh, but, but that's the way it goes. It, I had his back for 
three minutes and 30 seconds of the first round, I landed 66 punches to two. And they, they didn't give me a 10-8 in the first. So I don't know how they gave him a 10-8 in the second – or, uh, excuse me, in the, in the third. But so it is a draw? It was a draw. You think it's one of those things where the judges were being emotional, where they were like – it was almost like they – like sometimes when a guy gets his ass kicked and he comes back, even if he loses, you, you give him the close one because he – kind of a thing? Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time where it's – not all the time, but we see it a lot where it's like a guy will get his ass kicked – you know, for two rounds. And then the third round, he still loses the round, but he doesn't get his ass kicked as much. So the judges, like, give him the round, and you're kind of just like, wait. I mean, he did better that round, but I don't think he won the round. Uh, Ricky, for sure, won the round against me. Clear as day. But I, I, I don't think it was a 10-8. It is what it is. Um, all I can do is learn from it and move on. You know, you know how it is. You tell your wrestler all the time. You just got – to move on from it 100%. were the commentators were the commentators complaining about the scoring after the fight like did, did, i mean was it universally maligned yeah, no, they were arguing one i think one guy had a 10-8 the other guy said no it's 10-9 it was also one of those things where he was so up the commentators weren't even talking about the fight at one point and then they're like oh shit uh he's losing this round it was one of those things where it was like not that serious till it was but at the end how close were you to getting choked out were you getting lightheaded at all or no Adam, if there had been ten more, if there had been three more seconds, I would have been completely unconscious. I have wow. no problem. I have no problem admitting that because, uh, you know, we we play to those rules. If uh, if there was no such things as rounds, if it was just a fifteen minute long fight, I would have had his back for fifteen minutes because he I was not. I think that was the problem because when you got up, you got up slow and you looked a little bit like dazed. So then people were probably just like, oh, ten eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, if, if, if you would have you know, sprung to your feet and be like, but you were giving the ref a thumbs up. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember everything. I was, I was in the choke. I, I, and it was funny because the way that he positioned my head, I could see the timer. And I was like, oh, it was 14 seconds left. And I was like, no way. I'm, I'm good. No way. And, and he's cranking on my neck. And I was like, ah, oh, my neck hurts, but I'll be fine. And I heard the ref say, uh, give me a thumbs up. And, and this actually happened in my brain. I did this. <laughs> Because my arm fought like this. And I said, oh, shit, he's going to be thinking that I'm giving a thumbs down. And then I was like, wait, I would just oh. tap. Oh, <laughs> my God. So I was like, no, it's a, it's a thumbs up. I swear I'm trying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then I started getting lightheaded. But as soon as he let go, I was just exhausted. And I kind of laid back to, you know, rub my eyes and chill. And I look up, and he's standing over me saying, he's out, he's out. And I was like, yeah, wait, Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. He did do that. So looking back, what would you have done different? Man, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. He did not hit me one time on the feet with his hands. He kicked me a bunch, and, and those kicks hurt, but he didn't touch me one time with, uh, with his hands, and I just did a really bad job reading that in the third. If, if, uh, if I could go back in between rounds and tell myself one thing and be like, look, man, he's not hitting you. You have a better chance of winning this fight if you just – stay on the outside and pick them apart and, and be elusive and move your head, you know? But there was, a, I could feel them like whiffing by me. I was like, man, he's putting some heat on those. Like I better, you know, play it safe. And, and I tell my situations where like the anxiety of the fear got the best of you almost and the actual reality. It, it was almost like my last fight because my last fight, you know, I had two very close rounds. I didn't know if I was up or down. So I, I went for it in the third and I knocked him out with one second left. And so then I kept thinking back to that, like, man, just don't get knocked out with one second left. Just don't get knocked out. And I thought that the better, like, he, I was in my head, I was like, he's got a better chance of knocking me out than he does of submitting me. So oh, let's make it so that he can't knock me out. And so I, I sat to that single, like I was telling you I was trying to do. He caught me, and I was like, well, I've already lost the round. You know, let's just play it safe. Because, again, I took a shot on him. And, and we come up, and he tries to knee me, and he hit my chest. And I was like, ooh, that was hard. Like, if, if that had hit my chin, that would have been, been bad. So it just kind of got to me, you know. And, you, you know, know, I talked to Paul Felder afterward. And I, what's that? You know how good you are, though? Like, you're so good. Like, you act like these guys, like, you, I, I think you, you uh, miscalculate how much damage you're doing to other people, too. Yeah, yeah. And watching the, watching the fight back, I still have not seen the third round. I've watched the first two rounds. I still have not seen the third round. But uh, watching it back, I was kind of like, man. And that's James Krause. You know him. You know, yeah. you're a good friend. And uh, he told me, he was like, dude, like, what do you, like, 
you got to get over this idea that you can't strike with people. Like you, you got to get over this absurd, you know, thing in your brain that says that you have to wrestle people. And it's just, it's not true. And I need to, it's, it's it, definitely, it, it did seem you were treating the third round as a wrestling match. Uh, yeah. Like, like, yeah, well, to be fair, I was treating the first two rounds as a wrestling match. <laughs> as well. hey, hey, Grant, so yeah. I have a question for you, Grant. So, I mean, guillotines are probably the most exercised, submissions in like you know mma and definitely jujitsu and i feel like a lot of people don't really take them that seriously did it surprise you because i'm sure people try to guillotine you all the time did he have something different with his guillotine was it what type of guillotine was it was anything special that he did well he had a darce on me actually and and what what happens is when when you so when there's an anaconda or a guillotine you can fight the hands right because are in front but with a dars it goes behind you and they're actually a lot harder to get i yeah. think than a guillotine or a dars i'm sorry or an anaconda but when you do get them they're a lot tighter because you have nothing to fight and so yeah. when he's sat, i just i thought like you know there's no way he's gonna choke me out like this is gonna crank on my neck and then uh, uh he started getting tight so i started kicking off of his foot and trying to roll but by then the, the the timer ran out and yeah i was exhausted and i'll tell you straight to your face man if there had been more time he would have choked me unconscious but there wasn't. Those are the rules we we agree to. You know what? You're so learning I'm, lessons on the job, though, man, which is really cool. And you're learning them without getting the shit beaten out of you. I mean, you know, some people learn a lesson, they get knocked out cold, and then yeah. they, and their chin gets tested. You're learning lessons with like almost getting choked out, which happens 35 times a, a practice in jujitsu. And yeah. so you're not losing brain cells, and and you're gaining valuable time. You also had a very short amateur career. And what are you? 24, 25. Uh, I'm 27, making me sound old now. Oh, 27, you're 27, you're not even hitting your peak. I mean, yeah. especially in like MMA right now, it's like you see guys 34, 35, they're five. Sure. So, I mean, this is invaluable. Uh, so I, I think that, like you say, I don't lose, I learn. You don't, I wouldn't even take this as a loss, but now you know to not coast. Um, right. But at the same time, I've seen so many fights where if the guy would have just fucking coasted, I mean, if, if, if Chael Sonnen would have coasted against Anderson Silva, he would have been the champion. Or, I was just about to bring that up. I was just about to say, you know, but then you get guys like, which is crazy because Chael is such a, a hero of mine. Chael is such an inspiration to me. And it, he would never coast. He would never, you know, lay on his back with another man between his legs, as he says, you know, like. Right. And, I get it, man. I just, I made a mistake and I learned from it. But, but it's one of those things where sometimes it's hard because, I, especially me, because every time I do something, I'm like, yeah, but I could always find the rationale for the other side. That's one of the hardest things about anything right now is that everybody was like, either you're, either you're for Rittenhouse or you're against him. And then like, so me, I, I can sort of see both sides to the situation, which is fucked yeah. up because I don't have a really strong opinion either way. But same thing with comes to watching fights. I can go, well, I can see why he's tired. He's, he's up to, he's a better wrestler. He got him down the first time. Granted, 70% is still better than, you know, this other guy's wrestling at 80%. I could see why you did it. But at the same time, you're like, you're right. I know exactly what you meant. You limp arm through, you get the back, but but, mm-hmm. but your foot gets stuck. So what do you do? You, do you do that against the you get him against the cage and do it? Do you use the cage as, as is that one way you could have done it? Man, I think that I think that if I could tell myself, hey, change something is as soon as it didn't. I don't mind that I went for that move. I'm, I'm really good at that move in practice. I've just never had to use it in a fight. And so I think that one thing that I would tell myself if uh, if I could change it was. The limp arm doesn't work. Post, look to get your feet out. Because he would have stood back up with me because he wants to strike. And then as we're standing up, do what you're saying. Shoot again, push him against the cage. And maybe even just stall on the cage. Like if I had just hugged him on the cage a couple of times, gotten a few breakups, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm not against stalling if you're winning. Um, I just need to be smarter about how I do it. You know, I was like, there's no – because – you in the middle of a competition or the middle of a fight, the last thing you're thinking is a draw. The only thing you can think is I either win or I lose. That's it. Yeah. The idea of a 10-8 round or the idea of a draw never even fathomly popped into my head, you know? Like, I've, I've always known I'm going to lose a decision I thought I won. I'm going to win a decision I thought I lost. That's just what happens in this sport. It's just – it's going to happen. But never – Never did I ever imagine that I would ever go to a draw. And it's kind of, 
it's like, yeah, you didn't lose, but you also you fucked to a draw. I guess it means what? But you're what, seventeen and one. Is that is that your record? Seventeen, one and one. Yep. I mean that's a fucking record. If you like, I mean, you're right there. You're right there. Um, what's up, people? Look, when I gamble, I'm always looking for a way to get an edge. But at my bookie, they double your first deposit, so you start with a leg up. And with your account locked and loaded, you can get in on the UFC 268 action, which features two title fights on a stacked card. I can't wait, because the tension between Usman and Covington has reached a boiling point. I mean, these guys hate each other. So look for this main event to end quickly and bet the under on total rounds. Don't take my word for it, okay? Head to my bookie and sign up to use promo code MMAROASTED to get your money doubled and start winning today. And remember, people, Good friends don't let friends win alone. So have your buddies use the referral link so you're eligible to receive an additional 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem. So all your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Use promo code MMAROASTED. Sign up now, claim your first deposit bonus with MyBookie, and use the extra funds to kickstart your winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Go there now. Yeah. How's your, how's, by the way, his, his, his girlfriend is like a superhero because she's this little nerdy girl who looks like she should be like uh, in band camp. And then, and then all of a sudden, she's a fighter and she's just fucking wrecking people left and right. Uh, she's like a professional bodybuilder. You would never know it. Like, I, 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 I thought she was like, I thought these two were like two little nerds. And then they're like, at the end, they're just going around fucking everyone up. You guys, uh, you guys like superheroes. Yeah, now we're an engaged superhero. So hey, congrats! Yeah. Thank yes. you, thank you. And if you don't know this guy's story, he used to work at an old age home. Uh, he was he was like a nurse at an old age home, and then finally two years ago retired. And didn't we interview you before Grant? I felt yeah, like we yeah, interviewed yeah. You before. Yeah, yeah, yeah no? of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah no, Grant's Grant's killing the game. So what does yeah. what does Kraus say to you after the fight? Man. We, Right after the fight, he said, it's okay, we won. You know, he, he won the third for sure, but we won the first two, no problem. And then the, the, the judges said that, so it was 29-28 for me. And you know how when they read your name, it's usually a split decision. And so they read my and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go to a split decision with this guy. What in the world? And then they said, uh, I didn't hear the scorecard. I didn't hear 28-28. I just heard uh, – you know, them read the scorecard for both judges. And I was like, oh my God, I just lost this fight. Like, I just, I just lost. Like, how is that possible? And then they're like, it's a draw. And a part of me was like, oh, thank goodness I didn't lose. Then a part of me was like, what the fuck is a draw? Like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, our sport is the only sport where you can legitimately score more points than the other guy and not win like if you add up all of our points i scored one more point than him and still didn't win you know like it, it's such a crazy sport it's it's so nuts and i love it but sometimes i just want to drive a stake through my heart because of it <laughs> well that's what makes you great man so this week let's talk about some fights this week oh by the way you know who uh had some good things to say about you um we had him on the podcast was uh uh the caveman dave rickles oh nice he said he nice. trained I like with you, and he was really impressed with you. He said before, he knew how good you were, but he didn't know if you had that killer instinct, that you were too nice. But, uh, <laughs> but, but he said now he, like, knows. What's going on? Are you, are you too nice to everybody? Are you parking everyone's car? <laughs> Why are people saying that? Man, I am too nice. You know what's funny is in my last fight, I realized that I was too nice, and I decided to make a change. And what happened was we were in the middle of the third round, uh, not, I'm sorry, not my last fight, my, my fight before, I'm sorry, not Ricky, the Santos fight. We were in the middle of the third round, we're going up, and the dude posts on me, and he puts his finger right in my eye, and I was like, ah, oh, dang, and he goes, uh, that didn't hurt that bad, and I said, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry, and then I was like, watching it back, and I was like, I apologized to another grown man for him poking me in the eye, like, are you from Canada? No. No. Nebraska, which is worse. Oh my God. That's crazy. 
That what yeah. they like like they call it a, a simp. They call you a simp. Is that what you? Maybe that should be like your uh, your like nickname, like Grant. So I'm just supposed to go all in on the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, go all in, like Grant the cop. <laughs> They'll call you like the cop. The fucking like that's me. Crazy. Me and Wonder Boy. Oh my the god, nice yeah, squad. Oh, yeah. Who do you like? Oh, man. Like, I... like Wonder Boy or uh, Bilal? Yeah, who's the other one? Uh, uh, Luke, he's supposed to be super nice too. And Burns. Burns is like oh, super Burns. nice. I like Burns a lot. He comments on all my shit. I like him. Now, who do you think's going to win, by the way? Burns or, or uh, Chimaev? You, you got to go with Burns, right? This dude has been competing at the high level. He's fought Usman. He's fought Wonder Boy. He's fought the best of the best. And not just in MMA. He grapples, too. He's grappled against Gary Tonin. He's grappled against Craig Jones. He's grappled against... Uh, just the list goes on and on. He's competing at the highest level in two sports. Kamzat has not competed at the highest level uh, in either sport. You know, like I, I've looked at his wrestling resume and I can't see any amazing wrestling guys that he's, he's beat or competed against. I do think that he's good. And I do think that it's going to be a very competitive first round, but I'm going to take Gilbert by submission. And I think that the Kamzat train will get derailed. What do you think, Bill? I just, I can't in my heart bet against these crazy Russians. <laughs> they have weird DNA. They fight bears. I just, I just every time I bet against them, I lose. So I'm sorry, man. Burns seems like a nice guy, but oh man. Yeah, but, the, but this guy, other guy, is from like a favela. I mean, he's fucking Brazilian. Uh, Burns is like, I think, I think the story with Burns, I believe it was like somebody was fixing his car, and his dad. I, I'm not sure if it was Burns or or or, uh, or Diego or the Lima brothers, but one of the brothers. The dad basically gave him like, uh, was like, gave him jujitsu lessons in exchange for like car payments or something, and that's how they like learned how to fight. Uh, yeah, it's like it was, it was, it was crazy. So, all right, this week, uh, Vieira versus Misha Tate. Misha Tate, by the way, this is chapter two. She's looking great. I mean, she has two kids. She's fucking ripped right now. She's, you know, she got, she, she dropped Brian Caraway. That was a lot of drama between her and Caraway on, on both, both ways. Then I think Caraway got arrested for like stealing his ATV back from her or something. Uh, it was like, they kept stealing it from each other. Um, I like Misha a lot. Uh, who do we like in this fight? Caitlin Vieira, Misha Tate. Grant Dawson. Uh, man, I like Misha. I think that, I think that she's got, good wrestling and i think that she's kind of got her head on straight now um i feel like she's she's dropped the ball on a couple of fights you know like she fought raquel pennington and and lost to her and kind of after that fight she said you know i just don't have it anymore i just don't have that that want anymore and i think that's what you really need in fights is the want to be there and i think that taking time off and uh dumping caraway or whatever it is and marrying this other guy like i, I really think that that kind of researched her now i don't think she's gonna go win a belt or anything like that but i do think that she could get a couple wins i do think that she can win this fight um i picked against her in her last fight and i was proven wrong so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick misha i don't know if she's married to the other guy by the way johnny i know that they have two kids together uh she also said she wants to fight ronda again because she knows how to beat ronda but at that point i mean does that even count no one cares anymore all right uh bill does who do we like in this one i mean i just i like the idea of misha tate winning just as as a Blow for moms everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they can do it. He has that, like, cougar. I get, like, Grant, if it doesn't ever work out with your girl and Misha ever breaks up with them, I think there's, like, a, a, some kind of a porn film. But, like, you're, like, the young guy. And her yeah. hair comes over. Like, Misha, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, Misha Tate does, like, there's something very attractive about her because she looks like the kind of person that would, like, complain, 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 and then just, like, tie you down and just bang the shit out of you and then tell you to, like, leave. <laughs> And uh, that's just the leading. <laughs> that's what every guy wants, of course. Uh, I like, but Misha's always been like, even when she was trying to be a good girl, like have this, she was always like at the strip club, like she'd always have her after parties at the strip club and hung out with porn stars and shit. So Misha always had that wild side to her. Um, Michael Chiesa versus Sean Brady. So this kid, Bill, he's fourteen and zero. He he's like a tough Irish kid from Philly that's just been knocking everyone out. He lo it looks like almost like one of those movies with like, what's his name? Uh, who's that actor that's like the fucking, like a bare knuckle brawler, like 
like those guys in those Irish boxing movies or MMA movies, Warrior, or whatever. He kind of reminds me of like a fucking guy from Warrior. Yeah, he, he's Tom Hardy. Yeah, like Tom Hardy. It looks yeah, like, he does. Tom Hardy. Like a real life Tom Hardy. This guy, yeah. fucking Kiesa. Uh, he just fought Luke. I mean, this dude fights everybody. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, I really want Kiesa to win. Brady hasn't been tested. This is a tall order. Uh, Grant, talk to me. I've got to go with uh, Sean Brady. And the only reason is because I think that this kid is more well-rounded. He is a very, very good wrestler, but he can also strike really well. I I really think that he just does everything um, together, whereas Kiesa kind of only uses his striking to set up his takedown. I know, look who's talking. However, I think that Sean Brady is going to be able to stuff those shots. He's big. He's strong. Kiesa is also big, but there's no way Kiesa is going to make uh, – or there's no way Sean Brady would ever be able to make 155 unless he was in third grade. And so I, I've really got to take Sean Brady on this one, and I actually think that he's going to be a future UFC champion someday. By the way, Not you know he never now. wrestled before? You know he never wrestled in high school, this kid? Shut up. Really? Yeah. No wrestling background. Just MMA? Just – he took jiu-jitsu and karate. And, uh, That's like George St. Pierre, right? Same thing. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good uh, point. But – Bill, who, who like this fight, Kiesa or Brady? I mean, I got a, Grant seems very smart, so I'm going to agree with Grant on this one. I haven't <laughs> seen Brady fight, but. <laughs> Dude, he's just one of these guys that came out of nowhere. Uh, and, but, but he didn't have it. Because you look at the guys he's beaten. Like, he beat Colton Smith, like, five years ago in some, yeah. like, rinky-dink organization. Like, he's just, he, even, like, the fights he had to get into the UFC were not easy fights. Like, he's good. Colin Smith, by the way, is a guy that, like, won the Ultimate Fighter, and you're like, where is he now? Good fighter. Yeah. Some guys just get bad matchups. They just get fucking bad matchups. Isn't, that, also, isn't that crazy about this money sport? Money fame and go crazy. But he, but he had none of that. What were you saying? <laughs> I was just going to say, isn't it crazy how this sport where it's like you get these really, really good guys. I, I trained with this guy named Cole Smith, and uh, he's from um, Canada, and he, he's a 35er, got into the UFC, uh, fought, beat two guys, and then had, like, murderer's row. He fought Hunter Azu, if you don't know who that is. Yeah. Savage, went to a split decision with him. You know, he gets cut from the UFC, and then I train with this dude. I'm like, how, how are you not in the UFC? Like, how are you? You are amazing. Like, what in the world happened? It's just one of those, like, bad luck things. That's what's crazy about this sport. Yeah, the worst is when guys, like, I mean, Anthony Smith was like that for a while, where he took a fight on, like, short notice against a Brazilian that, like, tested positive for something in Brazil, and then yeah. lost. And then got his knee destroyed. Yeah, and then he got cut, and then came back. I'm ha- so happy he came back, but there's a lot of guys. I remember having Anthony Smith on my podcast, and I go, and I text him, like, hey, thanks for coming. He goes, thanks for giving a shit about my fights, uh, which was, like, and the one time I had him join this thing for me, and I'm like, hey, he's just the nicest dude. He's one yeah. of the guys that will, like, uh, he'll take your call whenever. Like, he'll take – anybody that's a good, good guy. Uh, the, like, he's a, a solid, solid guy. That's why when he could have won the belt against John Jones, but he didn't. Yeah. Remember that? Like, that's yeah. the kind of guy he is. Uh, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, if you think about it, he was beating Glover until he wasn't. But, yeah. like, Glover's the champ now. That makes Anthony, yeah. like, the second best dude in the division. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't understand Glover. There's a guy who, like I said, you haven't hit your peak yet. He's he's hitting it at what forty three, yeah, four. I think uh, forty three or forty two. I don't even know how that happens. Uh, so Davy Grant is a guy who uh, I believe was from England, became a DJ in England, and then like started a business. Doesn't need fighting, just does it because he loves it. He's fighting Adrian Yanez, who's looking like a world beater as of late. Who do we like in this fight? I like uh, Adrian Yanez. Um, I think that, that Grant is good. I do. But I think he's kind of – he's older. And I think one of the things that, uh, that make him hard to deal with is he's got a really awkward style and he puts a little pop in his punches. But I think that if you stay real technical and uh, uh, you, you've got some good, good striking, I think you'll do well against him. So I, I really – I'm going to take uh, Adrian on this. Funny story. Every time Davey Grant fights, I get tagged in all of his posts <laughs> because my, my, uh, my uh, name is uh, Grant Dawson. And so they see Grant and then a D and they're like, oh, this has to be him every single time. So I comment <laughs> on there, I'm not Davey Grant. No, you so should I'm- comment as him. Like, like, like John Jones. There's a guy, Bill, John Jones, right? This white, nerdy computer <laughs> programmer, right? 
And he's just like the nicest guy. He's like kind of like an emo kind of guy. Like he's like a vegan and he <laughs> all these cats. And every time John Jones gets up, people were like, fuck you, John Jones, you piece of shit. <laughs> You're the worst human being ever. And he responds like, I know I, I had extra peanut butter on my sandwich. Like <laughs> it's the Great. funniest. I'm not even doing it justice. He was on, he was on sports center as him. It was so it's so funny. People are like, you let me down. I can't believe you cheated. And they'll be like, I know, uh, in Mario Kart, I was at level five. And like, he's like, <laughs> that's great. Dude, he's the greatest guy ever. He actually took a couple jujitsu classes and started like training. And, and he like has been to fights before. This dude is hilarious. Nicest guy ever. But he's like, people, and then the funny guy, like, and then people are like, his DMs are just hilarious. It's just constant people like, <laughs> you're the biggest cheater. You're the biggest piece of shit. Fuck you. I hope you die. And, and then he'll be like, listen, I'm a Buddhist and I understand where you're coming. It's just so funny, dude. So, I love people the people are also at the, him. People are like direct messaging, threatening, threatening him. That's hilarious. Oh, no, he's the best. He's the best. He's the Do people not realize that he's a white dude? Like, four followers like somebody once said uh oh somebody once said to him like this like black dude was like fuck you blah 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 and then he wrote back and he goes the guy goes oh you're that white and then n-word like he's like he's like, he's like what like dude, oh my goodness that's hilarious anytime and anything time john Joe gets arrested he goes i just Quick note of his thing, he goes, oh, not this again. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, like, the funniest. And then finally, like, somebody was, like, the actual – because John Jones blocked him. And then finally, the real John jo – the fighter goes, I think you mean the other John Jones. Like, he actually acknowledged <laughs> him one time. <laughs> By the way, John Jones, the real one, is training with Henry Cejudo now. He I went over to, uh, to that camp to um, – the fight camp in Arizona, uh, fight, whatever it's called. And uh, I'm curious. And he's saying, man, he's, he says it's like a whole new eye-opening eye experience. He's learning things he's never learned. He's really trying to, like, like dig it to, uh, to Jackson Winklejohn. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I, I truly am. Because yeah. it's not like a guy who's, who's, you know, fucking up his fight career is going to a bad camp. He's undefeated. So I want to see what they're – the hardest thing to do is coach someone who's already good. Especially yeah. someone as good as John Jones, because I don't want to fuck up anything he's doing. Like, I don't know what to tell. Like, I don't know what, if I had a wrestler that was a state champion got kid, I would, I would be like, do whatever, whatever you're doing is working. We're just going to get you in shape and maybe be here and there. But it's hard to coach. It's much easier to take someone who knows nothing and give them something than to take someone who's really good. And especially if someone has really good bad habits, like the bad habits are working for them. That's yeah. even hard. That's, that's even harder. Cause you're like, ugh. Fuck, you know, it's like like in wrestling, someone's on bottom, and I'm always like, don't reach back unless you're down 13 nothing or 14 nothing, and then throw a Hail Mary, you know, and then it works, and you're like, oh no. It's like teaching the head and arm. So I don't, I hate <laughs> teaching it because that's all the kids will go for it. Every time they'll go for the head and arm, but then it works, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So, I'm sure some, it's what, he, what were you saying? Some, some of the things you got to think though, it's like maybe they're not adding to his technique but they're getting him away from what's dragging him down you know where he's at you know like maybe he needs to get away from the people that are getting him in so much trouble oh, you no, know no, and, and I, but what do you tell him as far as like his actual because he's saying he's learning fight things that he's never learned before like what, what would what do you what are they teaching john jones probably a double leg and so like <laughs> i don't know and to go off your point with headlocks i don't think you should ever teach a kid a headlock i I think because if you it's it's an easy move that doesn't require a lot of uh, a lot of energy, but it's a black and white move. So it's like if you teach this kid, hey, you don't have to get in on the double leg and stuff like that. Like I agree with you. I think that it should be a hail mary move, like at best, you know. Well, the thing is, I I always teach how to defend it, like how to just roll mm -hmm. through it, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you know, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, kids down ten to there was there was a, there was a coach that I hated this coach was like having his middle school kids cheat with the weights. Like he was, he was like fudging the weights. He was always yelling at the kid, the wrong kids. He was having middle school kids cut weight. Which I'm like, dude, you know, they have their whole life to cut weight. You don't start starting yeah. middle school. Um, and uh, my kid was down like 
13-5. And I'm like, you got to throw him the win. And he fucking threw him. And he, and he, and he won. And I, we were all going crazy. And I look over and the coach is like, you were up two downs and you let a kid throw you. And just screaming at this kid. And I was like, that is not how I would have handled that. Like, Yeah, what a piece of shit. If my kid loses like that, I would have been like, hey, man, you were up two, three. You just got caught. Well, you know, Monday practice. We'll work on this. We'll fix it. It's, you know, because the kid feels bad enough. It's, yeah. Like, there's nothing, you know, I, I have told kids, like, hey, see how you feel, you know how you feel right now? Remember this and use this to train harder. You know, remember how bad yeah. it feels. And every time you want to quit, you don't want to have this feeling bad. You know? Yeah, this could have been avoided. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, and especially with, with, like, kids. I had a kid ask me the other day. He goes, Coach, I have a question. He goes, what? He goes, what happens is if I can't get a boner anymore with my girlfriend? I was like, uh, means you're married? I'm like, uh, what? Like, why would you ask? How old is this kid? How old is he? He was 13. I guess he, he's not getting a boner with his girlfriend anymore. They told, and someone told him to ask me this after I, I'm teaching a single leg. And I'm, he's like, any questions? And he goes, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, all right, no more questions. Right after that. But I'm like, why would he ask? That kid's this? trying to get you on a list, Adam. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is a cool kid, though. He, like, paints his fingernails. Yes, he has, like, two girlfriends. He paints his fingernails. He's a, he's a pretty solid kid. Uh, so That kid's gay, just so you know. Uh, yeah, it's already happening. Uh, Terrence McKinney is fighting. Uh, now, Terrence McKinney is a guy that knocked out his last three opponents in, like, under a minute. He's fighting Farah Ziam. Now, Terrence is a guy. Is, he's now becoming a star. He's on social media all the time. He's making jokes. Is there a danger of him falling in love with his power and getting exposed because now he's just knocking everybody out and that's what he's going for? Grant? You know, I, I know both of these guys. I can't pronounce the other dude's name, but uh, he's a really good striker. And I do think that if Terrence tries to strike with him, I don't think that Terrence will ever be in any danger like of getting stopped, but I do think he'll get picked apart over time. What a lot of people don't know just because of what he did to Matt Favola is uh, – Terrence can wrestle. That dude can wrestle like a mother effer. Like he, he is a very, very high level wrestler. And I think that that's one thing that he should definitely show in this fight. Don't fall in love with your hands. Don't, you know, chase the knockout, chase winning, deci not decisions, winning rounds and beating people up. And that's where your knockout will come. Once you get a good striker down and you beat them up for a round, then you change your levels. Everything drops. There's your, there's your knockout. You know, we know he's got knockout power. We know he's got hands. Don't forget what got you to the dance. He was that guy. Remember Billy on the podcast? He said he got tased by the cops of taking yeah. and like died three times. And then his mom was going to kill him because he like went to jail and the whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's had a crazy life, this dude. Um, <laughs> that Terrence? Yeah, Terrence. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. He got kicked off his wrestling team because of it in college. It was just. Uh, I never. That's the same. Dude, it's funny, man. Like that happens all the time. That guy, Ian Heinrich. He's the guy yep. that, went, that like was smuggling cocaine up his ass to Colombia <laughs> and was like in prison in like the Canary Islands. And then also in, he had a crate, he was dealing in the U.S. that went to Rikers Island. So I was telling somebody that he trains over in Florida at Sanford MMA. I was like, oh yeah, Ian, he's like, he's my training partner. I'm like, oh, the guy's like, Really? He goes, I thought he was like a nice Christian guy. <laughs> like, I guess you don't tell people that like on your first day, but his teammates had no idea. This what I maybe I ruined it for his teammates, but I was telling him, like, no, yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, he was the guy that was smuggling uh, cocaine and balloons up, up his asshole, or I guess he was swallowing <laughs> them. He was swallowing them and then they were coming out his asshole, which I mean, there's got to be a better way. It's 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Nathan Levy, who is uh, Jewish, he's Israeli. Uh, he's the only Israeli guy, I think, in the UFC right now. He's 6-0, undefeated, karate master. He's fighting on Hafa Garcia. Hopefully Nathan wins. Uh, anything, do you know anything about Hafa Garcia? I'm, I'm not super familiar. Okay. Well, I hope he wins. I'm not super familiar with either. Uh, and then also Lupi uh, Godinez. Uh, she's a girl from Mexico. This is her third fight in a month and a half in the U.S. Loopy? Her name is Loopy. She fought, she's trained over in Canada, in Vancouver, also in Mexico. She just fought on one week notice, fought back to back. Uh, and now she's fighting Lo Loma Look Boon Me. 
Uh, do we know anything about these guys? Grant. Is she the one with the, with the neck tattoo? Like the super no, black? No, that's a different one. That, okay. That, that, yeah, I like that girl. That's, yeah. yeah. She got knocked out in her last fight, but I re she's a really good wrestler. I, I like her. But no, I, I don't know a whole lot about her either. I don't watch women's fights as much as I watch guys. And then Cody Durden is fighting. You know Cody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, know, you know anything about Cody? What, uh, who's he fighting? He's fighting Aori Quileg. Quileg? Uh, I'm not super familiar with that, but I like Cody, so I'm going to pick him. Uh, me too. Uh, and then uh, coming up, uh, December 4th, we got Rob Font versus Jose Aldo. I'm taking Aldo, man. Uh, Aldo. I took him against uh, uh, Munoz, and I love Munoz to death. I think he's one of the best fighters in the division. But after what he did to, to Mark Munoz, or I'm sorry, uh, Pedro Munoz, how do you, like, it looks like he's almost got, like, his youth back. Like, he looks so good. Looks so good in that fight. I'm going to pick Aldo, man. I'm not betting against that, man. Yeah. Bill? I love Aldo. I mean, I, you know, he's one of the few fighters who I met. And this was, like, right after he lost to Connor. And he was like, I'm getting my belt back. He just looked at me in the face and like, I'm getting my And I was like, I believe him. He's getting it back. Wait, did you ask I, him this or he just went up to you and told you that? I said, I said, hey, man, I, I was being a dad. I said, tough loss. I think I was a little drunk. But he said, uh, he said, I'm getting my belt back. But he was really cool. And I was like, you know what? If someone's cool to me who's a fighter after a loss, that I always got to root for him for life, you know? Yeah. And he's also an incredible fighter. I mean, his last fight was insane. Yeah, he's insane. Uh, December, uh, December 11th, by the way, I will be in Vegas December 4th to the 11th uh, doing comedy at the Strat. But Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Oof. I'm picking Dustin Oof. Poirier for this one. I, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why. I just think he beats Charles Oliveira for some, for some reason. Uh, Grant. Oh, I'm going to go Dustin probably. Gun to my head, I'm going to go Dustin. But, man, Charles, he's good everywhere. Like, he's got world-class uh, jiu-jitsu. He's got above, above, you know, I wouldn't say, like, he's going to go out-wrestle Dan Gable or anything like that, but he can wrestle. He's out-wrestled a lot of guys in MMA, and he's made them look stupid, you know. Um, he, he fought – so he's taken down Chandler, who is not easy to take down. And then he fought another dude. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's this black dude from Bellator who also fought Chandler. I can't remember his name. Uh, Will Brooks. He fought okay. Will Brooks. And uh, Chandler couldn't get Will Brooks down at all. And Oliveira got him down in 10 seconds and then choked him out. Like, he, he can wrestle. He beat Chandler. He beat Ferguson. He beat Kevin Lee. Jared Gordon. Nick Lentz. David Tamora. Jim Miller. Christos uh, Giagos. Those are his last – I mean – a murderer's role. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's and then, killed all of them. Clay Guida. Well, they lost to Paul Felder. He beat Will Brooks, lost to Ricardo Lamas, lost to Anthony, Anthony Pettis before that. But yeah, I mean, Oliveira's. He's not, a stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bill, who are we picking? I mean, I, I got to go with the Jits guy, obviously, because that's what. Do you think this boils down to a striker versus Jits uh, fight? Or Poirier's like a Jits guy, too, though. Poirier's a black belt under, what, Eve Edwards? But there's black belt, and then there's black belt. Then there's, like, a very black belt. You know what I mean? There's a next level. I've never seen, I've never seen Boye, Boye do, like, serious jiu-jitsu in any of his fights. I've never seen him win other than, like, I guess, RNCs. Uh, I mean, he's so good at striking, right? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, all his wins, you're right. He, we beat McGregor by strikes uh, twice. A Dan Hooker decision. Lost to Khabib. Beat Holloway, decision. Eddie Alvarez, he knocked out. Gaethje, he knocked out. Pettis, submission due to injury. Uh, Jim Miller, decision. Lost to Michael Johnson uh, by punches. That was his last loss before Eddie yeah. Alvarez, no contest. Michael Johnson's a guy, man, who like, one of those dudes that you're like, oh, man, if, if only things would have went a couple different ways. I mean, you know, there's another guy. Yeah. So it's got to be frustrating to be his coach because he, he's winning every fight and he loses. He, yeah. like every fight he's winning, like, like five minutes, 42 seconds, and then, then you're just like, oh, something fucking – he just gets to a knee bar or something. He was like, oh. Um, also, Juliana Pena versus Nunez. I'm calling it right now. Pena's going to win. She's going to win. Uh, she's my friend. Uh, of course. Where, 
friend. Uh, I, I don't care. She's winning. I, don't, I fuck that. She's winning. And even if, uh, she's winning. Yeah. And, uh, and Grant, what do you think about the, Col the Colby Usman fight being a draw? What do you think about that theory? Colby versus Usman? I thought it was sort of a draw. I thought I gave Usman one, 10 8 the second round, uh, and then three, four, five Colby. I could see, I could see the 10 8 the second round. Um, I see the uh, three and four for Colby. I thought that five was, I thought five was Usman though. I thought five was. It was close. But it was close. What do you, here's, here's the real question Did Colby score a takedown? Yes, 100%. Uh, yes. 100%. Yes. I posted on my story, and people were like, eh, no, that's not, I don't know. Shut the fuck up. I've been wrestling my whole that's life. A rest, that's a, a, well, a wrestling takedown, MMA takedown, people think that you have to do damage to do MMA takedown. That's the difference. Well, uh, yeah. You know. Real criteria, because um, if you watch my fight, I took him down. Uh, I took Rick Glenn down. He hit his butt and he popped right back up. And then I body locked him and took him down again. And they counted that as two takedowns, not one. If what I did was a takedown, for sure what Colby did was a takedown. It was, it was a takedown. It was a takedown. Uh, now, Sean O'Malley has a tough fight. People are sleeping on this guy, Raul Pavia, but he beat Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips is a fucking stud. People look past Kyler Phillips. This dude is amazing. Uh, and he beat him. It was close, but he beat him. Uh, he also beat Zalgas Zumagalov. He knocked out Mark De La Rosa. Uh, O'Malley's got his – he lost to Kai Cara France by split, and then Rogerio Bontarian knocked him out. But uh, this is a tough one for O'Malley. This is not a – they're not giving him a guy that they just brought to the UFC last week from fucking Jiffy Lube. Like he's, he's like he, – he's legit. He's fucking legit. Are you sold on O'Malley, Grant? I'm not. I think that he's a very good striker. I think that he's a very creative striker. Um, he's very elusive, but I don't think that he's durable enough to compete with these guys. And I think that there's there's a lot of quit in him, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions in his game. I think he's got good jujitsu. I think that uh, his wrestling needs work, and I think that he he won't be able to a good leg kicker is going to beat him every time. And I'm not just saying that because of his ankle issues. Like, I really believe with his, his stance and his style, even if you take out his, his injuries, just I think a good two, three hard low kick is going to, going to beat him quite a bit. What do you think, Bill? I mean, I agree with what Grant said, but I'm still, I'm still gunning for O'Malley. Good <laughs> luck at the Irish for you, you know? Yeah, he's also hilarious. I mean, he's just he, a funny, yeah, he's funny, funny. character. Uh, this whole card is actually really good because you got Cody Garbrandt versus Kai Cara France, Jeff Neal versus Ponzinibbio. Uh, you have Josh Emmett versus Dan EG, uh, Ige, uh, Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz, uh, Sakai versus Tai Tuvasa, Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja versus Bruno Silva. And then you got Eric Anders is on the card. Uh, Matt Schnell versus Alex Perez, Ryan Hall is back against Derek Minner, a guy that you train with, right, Minner? Yep, I trained Minner th this morning. Uh, Tony Kelly versus Randy Costa. Yeah, this whole card's good. Now, how are you getting Derek Minner ready for a guy like Ryan Hall? A lot of – I'm going to try to show you. Can you see my foot? Yeah. A lot of that. Just pull the foot up. Knees to the face. Don't let him grab your ankle. Now, are you going for heel hooks gonna be every, every time? Are you just doing rolling heel hooks the entire time? <laughs> so the first, like, couple of weeks we went together, I was, like, going to my back and trying to stuff. He's just effing me up because I'm, I'm, I'm not good on my back. And I was like, dude, I'm going to give you better looks taking your back and, and trying to wrestle you. We got two guys, uh, Paul Kalinda, and uh, we call him Murder Dog. His name's Justin Fayback. And they're both really, really good leg lockers. So uh, he's been training with them quite a bit. And you're never going to be able to get to the level of leg locker that uh, Ryan Hall is, of course. But you can learn enough to avoid. And you have to remember that this is MMA. Yeah. I'm taking – obviously, he's my teammate. He's my buddy. I fought him. I'm taking Derek Minner, and I, act, I truly believe that he's going to win. I think he's going to win by knockout. What, what do you think, Bill? I, I agree. I, I kind of feel like if you're able to, to defend the, the leg lock in MMA, I don't think it's really that hard, particularly once you go into deeper in the rounds, you get sweaty. I think 
I, I, I still don't believe that the, the heel hook has really revealed itself to be the, the, the surefire weapon that all these newfangled jiu-jitsu guys think it is. You know what I mean? It's still very rare. I mean, I think Gary Tonin's one of the best at it over at one, but like... And he never uses it. He never uses it. He's, he's a fucking, he never goes for those crazy stuff. Yeah, because if, if you don't get in the first round, if you don't get the heel hook in the first round, like, it's very unlikely you're going to get it, right? So Ryan Hall, though, watching him fight, is, it's like watching somebody play a video game where they keep going for the I same move over and over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he's so stubborn with it, though. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he beat Gray Maynard. He's beating good dudes. He beat uh, the damage, Darren Elkins. He's uh, sick, man. It's sick. But his last fight, he got knocked the fuck out. He got yeah. knocked out hard. That guy's good, Billy. He's good. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, that was like, I felt, I thought he might have died. Like, because it was like, he was, the way he got knocked out, because when he goes to those moves, he's like, he leaves himself wide open. So if you, if you catch him, it's not like anything was protecting him. It was just like a poop, you know? Uh, like you got to wait for him. Wait for him. Because you know what he's going to do. So wait for him to go, go big, and then just get out, you know? And I think one of the things, too, that a lot of people don't, don't do with him is they don't stall the position. Like when he's on his back, kick his legs a bit, you know? Just kind of win the round, make it look good for the judges. Then he gets up, and, and you just got to, you know, rinse and repeat until you catch him or until you win a boring decision. I can't wait for that fight. That's going to be a good fight. Derek Minner is a guy who's like, he's been around. He's so look too. Like, I've fought the dude. I've also fought a seven-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion. And Derek Minner had me in more submissions than that dude ever did. Like, I was in more danger with Derek Minner than I ever was with this dude who's way bigger and better Jiu-Jitsu, apparently. I like it. I like it. So, uh, Bill, what do we have coming up? Oh, for me, right now, what am I doing? I'm going to... Do some shows in Austin this weekend at Sunset Strip Austin with Giannis Pappas and Kirk Fox. So oh, nice. Yeah. And, and then like, Reno, Las Vegas Laugh Factory, Reno, December 14th. And then, and then Grant, where can people follow you? Follow me on Instagram, Grant Dawson, KGD. I don't ever get on anything else, but uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram. Also, um, I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to help younger fighters kind of take smarter uh, – smarter paths with their career so i've been telling people like if you're a young fighter you want to know how to get to the ufc or want any type of advice on how to get to the ufc reach out to me on instagram i want to talk to everybody and anyone so if you're listening to this and you want to know hit me up i love it and then uh, i'll be in el paso at the comic strip this weekend and uh right. and then december uh 7th to the 11th i'll be at the strat in las vegas thank you guys thank you guys so much thank you Kamozi. Uh, be good guys take care thank you Bye.